Hello, my name is King Navasa, and this is Celebrating Caymanians Overseas, Out of Sight, Not Out of Mind, a podcast where we celebrate Caymanians who have traveled abroad or moved abroad either for educational purposes or professional purposes. Today we are celebrating Juara Aline, a Jamaica-born, Cayman-raised fashion designer and fashion hopeful who recently had one of his pieces worn by none other than Miss Robin Rihanna Fenty. Yes, I'll be joining him in the workroom while he's cutting designs for his upcoming fashion line for a quick catch-up. Let's get him on the line. Today we have the fabulous Juara Aline. And I can see you, audience can see you. I see you currently cutting, crafting. Yeah, Say I'm hi actually, and tell me what you're doing. Uh, hey, what's up? I'm actually um, I'm actually cutting some t-shirts right now, preparing for some custom orders. You know, the work never ends. Um, you always have to like, you have, always have to like take every, every opportunity that you can get to like multitask. That's so, true. Even though I'm talking to you, I have to lie. I'm I'm talking to you and also do other stuff at the same time. But it's fine because like we can talk. <laughs> well, it, actually, it actually it actually makes it easier to talk because you're you're not thinking too much, which you're I occupied. Like. Because yeah. like the work that I the work that I'm doing is or like this this part of the work is quite um, meditative. Um, mm. So it's like quite it, nice. Just it's therapeutic. Yeah, quite therapeutic. It gives your hands something to do, something easy. Precisely because it's it's craft. Yeah. Okay, so you just established that you are in the craft. No, I'm downplaying it. So, Jawari, you're in you're in fashion. Mm-hmm. That's the that's your industry. That so before we, and you're currently now in London, and you just uh-huh. finished studying at London Fashion School. Is that? Is that I right? actually. I actually just finished studying at Central St. Martins. So when I came to London, I went to London College of Fashion to do my BA. And after that, I took a couple of years out to kind of just like figure my way out throughout the industry and like my own creative projects and stuff. And then I went back to uni and graduated from my MA at the beginning of 2020. Your MA was in fashion? Yeah, MA fashion. And I oh did men's Very yeah. good. Hey, let's jump back a little then. So how did we end up here? How did you end up in London doing fashion? I know you from high school in the Caribbean, in the Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. And I know I, I should probably let you say all this, but I'm just trying to get it all out of my head. And um, the phrase that that it's kind of like a phrase I've seen now when it comes to articles surrounding you is Jamaica born, Caymanian raised, mm-hmm. fashion designer. Yeah. I hesitated because I forgot the last part of the title, but you are a fashion yeah. designer. <laughs> I'm a fashion designer. Excellent. Okay, so take it from there. Tell us about your Cayman connection. My Cayman connection. Well, I grew up in Cayman. I, when I was a kid, I mean, I was born in Jamaica, and I remember I always used to visit Cayman from time to time because my mother lived there. My mother lived in Cayman, as well as a couple of other family members that I had. And my grandma actually always used to 
well, she was she used to work in Cayman before my mother as well. So there's always been like this connection of traveling between Jamaica and Cayman in my family. That always persisted when I was a kid. And then I think I moved to Cayman when I was 12, which was the year before Ivan. Oh, wow. Uh, and then, of course, we know Ivan came and destroyed everything. So I went back to Jamaica for one year. And then after that year, I came back to Cayman. So I technically moved to Cayman when I was 13. And so, yeah. And then since then, I've just been in Cayman going to school. I went to John. I went to George Hicks at first. I was going to say, because that's where I know you from, George Hicks. Yeah, I went to George Hicks. And then I went to John Gray. And after that, I went to UCCI. You know what? You know what's terrible? Because you just reminded me about Ivan and George Hicks. Uh-huh. And we were in the same tutorial, were we not? Yeah. Yeah. I did not yeah, realize we you disappeared for a year? I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, didn't yeah, notice that. I, yes, I feel yes, terrible. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes I because didn't... I started I started school. Yeah, exactly. That was it. I started school and like three weeks after or something like that or maybe it was like a month after Ivan came and destroyed everything and then we were away from school for a couple of months and I went back to Jamaica yeah. to finish school for the um, year no I feel like I'm terrible about well that saying that <laughs> school wasn't even normal anyway so no yes we were, it, we was, were on it was shifts we were on weird right. shifts so I wasn't yeah, getting I up to get the bus until like I wasn't we were in Neptune yeah. blue right yeah I wasn't getting up to catch the bus till like 10 in the morning. All everyone else was at school from seven. <laughs> I remember that. So it was hard that. to like, like keep track of who was still around. Yeah. But, oh, right. man. Okay. Shift system. Oh my gosh. Oh, we've been through it, you know. Oh man. We've been through it. Our generation really been through it. Sorry. Okay. I just had to get that <laughs> out because you just unlocked the lost memory. So from school in Cayman I remember you were always into sketching and such so did you Mm -hmm. know from then that you definitely wanted to pursue fashion after high school I actually did to be honest when I was in Cayman like I got a lot of resistance for doing fashion but when I moved to when I moved to Cayman I remember I always used to have a book with me but even when I was in Jamaica I always used to have a book with me when I was in school sketching and drawing and being the introvert that I was. But I think I always knew that I was going to go off and do something within within the creative space. I actually wanted to be an artist first. As you know, in, in the Caribbean, when we were growing up, that is not a thing that you could do. So oh, I think no, I, yeah. found, mm-hmm. I found a little bit more of a balance within fashion because it was artistic, but it was still kind of a business. Right. So I could attach that to something that was tangible and real. So I think I always did know that I was going to end up doing Beautiful. Beautiful. And you said introvert. I'm not letting that comment pass. I don't think Uh you're an introvert. I totally am what you're talking about. I don't think so. I think, (laughs) I just think, well, um, it was, it was a bit rough to be a creative without all the judgment when we were growing up, which was a regional issue. Mm -hmm. We met up in London a couple years ago. And what introvert? Because you could not stop dancing. You were just like... Well, I do love to dance, but that doesn't mean that I like to <laughs> I just mean, it was so beautiful. I just, I couldn't keep up with you. We were there with our friend Larissa. 
And it's just you were just dancing from like we, we I don't I don't even remember where we went, but yeah. the energy was up. You were just upbeat, happy to see everybody, just flourishing. And I'm like, introvert mm. where? <sighs> I am. I am. Cause remember when I was in school, I was never like the talkative person. I was always just by myself in in my own world with my book. Even um, that's a lie. Because I, I remember you no, under that cabana. <laughs> you were under oh, that yeah, cabana right. with like 12 different people. I remember. I can call Why are you spilling all my secrets? I remember. This is what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. 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 Yeah. It's true. There, was, there was a time when, I, when it was like the cabana was it. The cabana. I remember uh-huh. that cabana. Oh, yes. It was um, uh, right by but that was but, mm-hmm. but that was in um, between math and English. That was in John Gray when I was, oh, I guess, yes. a little bit more more comfortable. And by then, I'd like yeah. accumulated a bit more comfort within the society. But also, like, you also have to remember that I just I was a kid and I just moved to this new place and didn't know anybody. My sweet. Um. Yeah. That's all right. You found your place, and I remember. <laughs> and yeah, it did yeah, you well. Yeah. They did you well. So we're thankful that that you found your click. So when when it came to deciding where to go after high school, um, when you said, "Okay, I wanna, I wanna do fashion designing, I wanna go mm-hmm. do it properly," what made you decide to go to London? Did you know outright that did it had to be London? Um, I kind of didn't know outright per se, but I was doing my own research, and to be honest, I just I just went with what felt right because I was also looking into going to school in New York, but then. I was like, well, I'm not American. Uh, so even if I do go to school in America and it's great, well, I'm still going to have to come back to Cayman because there's no opportunities for me because I don't have an American passport. Whereas London is British. So there was much more of an advantage there in terms of like a realistically being able to get a job afterwards. But then also, I also then further down the line realized that London was probably a better place for me creatively because you could take a little bit more risks here also it's you have access to more things here in general than you do if you're in new york everything is so far away and yeah the industry is some is closer here i mean yeah i would imagine because even the new yorkers fly to london Mm -hmm. Mm. london milan (laughs) Paris. <laughs> thank you yeah, it, it's like <laughs> i was waiting for you to finish it thank you um so have you been in any fashion shows in london have you been on the catwalk any of your pieces i finished the ma in 2020 and before the pandemic we actually had we were the last class that had a show in that year Mm-hmm. Or we were the first, we were the only class that had a show in that year because everybody else shows in the summer, whereas we showed at the beginning of the year. So we managed to have a show in February of 2020, and then after that, I showed again at the end of 2020 in Nigeria. Um, I saw that on Instagram. Tell me about what that was about. It was a fashion show in Nigeria. It was Lagos Fashion Week, Nigerian Fashion Week. Oh my! Uh, or uh, it was Arise Fashion Week, but it was in Lagos, Nigeria. Wow! Is that like yeah. a big annual thing that they do? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's quite a. It's like their annual. Fashion I know. Week. I know nothing of the fashion world. I just know I saw. I think it was a shanty 
um, on her Instagram in Lagos for Fashion Week. Oh yeah, and then people are always you, in Lagos. And Lagos you, is a hot spot for yeah. for. But then, but then a mutual friend of ours said Jawara's over there too so I was like hold on hold on so I went to your IG page and I was like what okay I wasn't brushing shoulders with Ashanti but I was there you were there and you had some of your work on display on the runway so you might not brush shoulders with her but she might still call you and get one of those designs who knows Anyway. <laughs> well, they're coming soon, so. They're coming soon, you said? Uh-huh. Okay, right. So you're launching your own your own um, clothing brand? Is that what, what's happening? Mm-hmm. What's it going to be called? It's, well, it's just because it, it already is launched. It's just my work. And everything that I do and post on my Instagram, that's under my my name, Jawara Ali. Oh, okay. Well, I look forward to wearing a Jawara Ali piece one day. I happen to be a big fan peeled. of I happen to be a big fan of Kaftan, so <laughs> <laughs> or a Mumu. You listen. Okay. Uh, all right. So sorry, I know I took you off track. So let's get back. You decided that you were going to go to London because uh you could you could have more access to different things and you can take a, you, you felt mm-hmm. you could do you could take more risks with your designs yeah, and creativity precisely, precisely, right. precisely. Okay. and it was a bit easier than going over to the US on a visa yeah exactly okay. let me know how the journey went from there then you got to London and so I got to London and then I went to my first degree was um, I was doing a BA in fashion design and marketing. That was interesting. Um, it was obviously I'd never been to London before that. Um, but to be honest, I didn't have so much of a culture shock because I was just so excited to be in this new place, to be learning new things and meeting new people. So it was all right. It was definitely difficult though because co- going so far away from everything that you know. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of forces you to create a new version of yourself and that takes a lot of like time and soul searching and seeking out what what is it that makes it that makes you you because when you're yeah when you grew up in the caribbean you stay in the caribbean it's pretty obvious because everything around you is you but when you are displaced and you move to a new place it then becomes kind of difficult because you don't always have those the things that you like you sometimes actually take for granted like hearing your own accent be spoken back to you, you know? right so oh, it, it, it takes it takes a lot of like you kind of feeding yourself yourself what, um, excuse me feeding yourself yourself yeah 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 you have to like you have to actively consume your own culture because it, it doesn't just happen like that so if you want to hear okay. what it's what, if you want to hear Caribbean people you have to go and actively find Caribbean people to talk to if you want to okay. hear Caymanian you have to find Caymanian people to talk to like okay. your culture isn't it's not something that is um thank you for clarifying around you essentially <laughs> um yeah I okay you are absolutely right and it's almost like you have to um reinvent yourself yeah, essentially. I mean, because I mean, the, the thing is, you're becoming a different version of yourself anyway, because you're learning all these new experiences from being in this new place. You're not um, even becoming a different version of yourself. You're just becoming yourself. Yeah, you're, you're just becoming yourself, exactly. But, but then you're I still think, stepping I think, into it. 
for me, it was the first time that I actually started thinking about that process mm-hmm. of becoming yourself. Because you, mm-hmm. I never had to like, well, I had, I did have to think about that because I didn't move from Jamaica to Cayman, but right. um, it was so much more of a. It was an easier experience because yeah. it was an easier move from Jamaica to Cayman because you were still exactly. in the Caribbean. There was a lot yeah, of exactly. commonalities, and there was a yeah, precisely. And also, there's a lot of Jamaicans in Cayman anyway, so and you Jamaica, could still and, find yourself. Jamaican Cayman used to be like one in the same at one point yeah, anyway. Pretty, so. pretty much, pretty much. I don't think it was a culture shock because I wasn't shocked by the culture that I was experiencing per se. Because mm-hmm. um, in that, in that, if we're talking about culture, I was actually quite excited to be in this new cultural format, I suppose. Because um, I was 19 and it was the, the time of like exploring. Like going into your 20s, that is a time that you, you're not so focused on yourself. You just focus on seeing and learning and being and going to explore places and meeting new people and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, while well, the culture was different, I wasn't like, it wasn't so much of a culture shock. But I think that experience of being within this new space forced me to reflect on my own um, sense of self and where I'm coming from and what does it mean mm-hmm. to be within this space. Beautiful. Was there something that you wish you could have taken back with you from the Caribbean, from Cayman, or from, even from Jamaica? There's something you were missing. I think the thing that I probably missed most was just family. Because I was not like, even in, when I was in Cayman, it's not like I was going to the beach all the time. I didn't actually miss the beach. And I didn't really, because a lot of people, like, they're like, oh, I miss the beach, I miss the sun. To me, that was like, whatever. It's mm. like, you go to a new place, it's you, you adapt. But what I really miss was the experiences of being in that way that we are in the Caribbean where everybody's just nice to everybody. You like you go into the store and like just the exchanges that are not an exchange are so much more pleasurable because people just have a smile on their face. Mm-hmm. And they remember um, their manners. <laughs> yeah. Morning. Hi, good afternoon. So I think I think that that's probably the thing that I miss the most. I missed mango season. <laughs> well, of course. Of course. Of course. Of course. Oh, watch your part. Turn them I, down, I, mango I talk time. about mango season all the time. <laughs> so that's something you, you missed that you didn't realize you missed? No, oh, totally. I, I realized that I missed that, but I still missed that. That wasn't like, that wasn't just re- re- uh, reserved for back then. I still, I still talk about mango season like... Man, these yeah. mangoes over here. Yeah, I I hate store bought mangoes. Giving. They taste like sour peaches. I need I need I need my Julie. I need do. my number. I need my number eleven. You know. Anyway, green skin. Oh hush! Did you eat the skin as well? Oh, I sure did. I did too. Oh man, I used to get teased, all kind of things. Used to call me cow and thing, but I'm like, you missing out, okay? (laughs) You missing out. I eat the whole mango except the seed. Thank you. All right. So what's next for you? Just casually going to say it. It wasn't only one instance that a celebrity wore something your team designed, was it? Uh, was it was it um, who was it again? Was it was it Rihanna both times? Wait, which so which one are you talking about? You design oh, Beyonce. You're talking Beyonce. About, you're talking about Beyonce. Beyonce. So what no, was? But the, that was when I was. That was when I was working for um, a design company in London Women's Wear called Peter Pilato. And say the name. They're my Peter Pilato. 
Peter Pilato. 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 Oh, you see what yeah. I mean when I say I know nothing about the fashion world? Educate me. All I know is like Javanchi, Gucci, uh, Polo. <laughs> so, but those 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 brands are like titans in the industry. The Prita Pilato was like a newer, younger, emerging brand um, that was doing like contemporary women's work. And I was a part of that team, yeah. And my job was basically to make things happen, essentially. I was studio coordinator, then studio manager. And yeah, I basically like facilitated the actual making side of that of that project of the Beyonce oh that's amazing it's just it, I mean it was a pillar pull out of design but you yeah. had hands on making oh, it oh totally so, totally because every single one of those Swarovski crystals had to be done individually oh my so I literally gosh. had my hands making it oh my goodness but that was how exciting did, yeah how did it feel to actually see her wear it can you remember? I mean, it, it 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 felt good, but the thing is, like, you were, and this is what people don't realize that when you're working in the industry, it's very hard that you. I mean, you don't always get the time to like stop and appreciate because the pace is so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, even looking back, I don't even remember what I was doing because it was exciting, but then you just had to move on to the next thing because there's just always more stuff to get done. Yeah, as you said, you're always working. Mm. <laughs> and the next the next instance was, before our call, you were, you were trying to explain it to me, and it took me a bit to wrap my head around it. But Rihanna, that was more recent. Rihanna yeah. wore one of this, and this one was one of your designs? Yeah, this one this one was a commission from um, yeah, this one was was one of my friends, but it was made in collaboration with Mora Materials and the stylist Ibrahim Kumar. Sorry, um, play that who, again. It was made in collaboration with who? Ibrahim Kamara, who is the stylist creative director at Days. Ibrahim um, Kamara. Yes. Okay. And uh, raw materials and raw materials okay yeah it was a, like a creative collaboration between us uh, but yeah so that, that <laughs> you had happened. I l- opened Instagram and there it was Rihanna wearing a, a zoot suit is what I called it <laughs> a zoot suit a zoot suit I like that I don't want to go into too much okay if you know what a zoot is, high five to you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I saw Rihanna in a zoot suit and it was um, advertised as an NFT. So tell me a bit about that. And, and of course, the biggest part was <gasps> Jawara designed that. Rihanna's wearing it. But I had no idea what an NFT was. Right. I think so. The actual the NFT was the capturing of a moment that happened before. So. Okay before the nft you just had you had rihanna on the cover on the cover of days period which was a moment um the shoot was fab and a part of that shoot i was the dress that i made for um for abraham which was the zoot suit as you described um it was fabulous too it was like yeah so that was a moment and then after that 
we decided to um days which is the magazine that it was on decided to they wanted to reach out about kind of collaborating with us, exploring an idea for an nft and an nft is like a non-fungible token that turns whatever you were you decide to digitize it can really be anything as long as it can be digitized into something that has kind of like a digital value so yeah then we decided to make that dress into an nft brilliant okay so what's next for you then what do you think well i'm currently on the fashion east roster which is an incubator program in london that supports young designers fashion east roster you said yeah yeah um And through that, I get to show at London Fashion Week. So that's kind of what I am sort of working on right now. Um, presenting these these collections and developing the brand. Developing yeah, your brand. Yeah, my brand. So that's kind of where my focus actually is. But then doing sort of collaborative projects, a part of that um, also helps with like building the brand and building the story and... Yeah, it's just like you're now working in the creative industry, leveraging your skills. That's that's essentially what being a creative is. Okay. So if I wanted to buy a Jawara Alien piece, how can that happen? How can I do that? Well, my website is going to be launched very soon. So if you just keep your eyes peeled on my Instagram, you might just be able to buy something very, very soon. I'm not actually sure when it's going to come out, but it's a lot of work getting getting that done. But okay, do you take yeah, like so that's do you take like um, commissions? Because I believe you had, you used to do some dresses for some pageant queens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I used mm. to um, I used to do custom stuff when I was in Cayman. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh-huh. fun. Uh, you just actually you're launching your website soon, so people will be able to grab things off of your fashion line. Um, yeah. So it'll be like, what are you thinking? More like trendy well, sportswear, casual stuff. Oh no, no. At, at the moment, I'm working on tees, stuff that you can actually wear. But as the as the kind of product range gets developed, then more stuff will be launched. So you're just at the beginning of, of the brand creating. Okay. Throw a couple two XLs at least up in there. Okay, we got to represent well, for the course, plus size, of course. right? Of course, of course. You always <laughs> have to have a couple of double XLs. I mean, I just love okay, oversizes anyway. So I think XLs and double XLs, triple XLs, if you can find it, should always be a standard. Thank you. Okay. I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't forgive myself if I look back on this and said I was actually face to face with a fashion designer and didn't make a plea for the plus size. Coat. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. <laughs> yeah, welcome. Okay. So, do you have a favorite quote or something that motivates you each day, Jawara? Hmm. A favorite quote? No, it's not really. I mean, I just wake up every day and needing to pay my rent alone is motivation. <laughs> well. <laughs> 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 sorry Ritz gotta get paid so get up and go to work <laughs> that's literally like I, I appreciate the honesty because on it like that that's what I wish I could say when I go for job interviews like why do you want this job 
because I need to pay the rent. Like, stop trying to make me make stuff up. Like, it's black and white here. <laughs> but I did have a quote for you, and this landed right on my desk right before I spoke with you, and I mentioned it. And I lost the paper with it on now, but I remember it. Passion without hard work is just passion. Hard work without passion is just hard work. So. Precisely. Take from that Precisely. what you will. Precisely. <laughs> right. Um, so where where can we where can we follow you and, and see your fashion in action? I wish that rhymed, but I couldn't think of a rhyme. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram actually, Jawara Aline. I think that's probably the best place because that's it's just always being updated with whatever is going on immediately. Okay, brilliant. So that's at Jawara Aline on Instagram. Are you on Twitter? I am also on Twitter, yes. Uh, at Jawara Aline as well. And I'm also on Facebook at Jawara Aline. Yes, but don't add him on Facebook. <laughs> don't add me on Facebook, though, because I don't be on Facebook. I don't <laughs> like when people add me on Facebook either. Oh, no. But you can follow, yeah, you can follow each other on Instagram. Brilliant. All right. So once you get back from that clothing rack, I have one more uh, question for you. What do you wish you could take from your experience overseas back to back to Cayman with you if you plan to go back? Oh, I do, I do. I, I try and visit Cayman whenever I can, whenever I have an opportunity. I actually was there quite recently. But anyways, what, what I would take back with me is, I don't know, the passion that I have experienced from people, particularly in London, who are, you know, like here to try and make something happen for themselves. You know, I think that that is something that I would love to take back to just people in the Caribbean in general, this passion and drive um, within, within the creative sector that I find. Excellent. All right. And how do you want to be remembered? I want to be remembered for being the nicest person you ever met. Yes, you will be. And you'll be remembered as a damn good fashion designer, uh, skilled, too. Artist, skilled artist. Too. You sketch all of your designs before you put them to fabric, and they're fabulous. Mm-hmm. You'll be remembered as the life of, a par- of the party, because as the music plays, you don't care. You go Grace Jones on everybody. You're twirling and dipping and doing it. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, man, I wish my knees were good again. I want to join you. <laughs> came to dance i just came to dance i just came to dance the magnificent jawara aline thank you so much for sitting with us on kmi connection today to celebrate you me (laughs) yes because we appreciate you thanks for having me it's a pleasure to be here thank you yeah uh, jawara aline signing out